Hey everybody, welcome to LexLine, brought to you as always in conjunction with our friends at Rug Radio, where we talk about the latest developments in crypto, blockchain, NFT, and Web3 law. Nothing discussed on these episodes should ever be considered legal or financial advice. As always, if you have a specific legal question, you should consult a lawyer, do it privately, not on a live recorded Twitter space. If you miss this broadcast, you can always catch it later on podcast format on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just check out LexLine. So I want to talk a little bit about a major development in the space today, and that is the decision on the part of library to file an appeal of the federal court's denial of summary judgment in that case involving the SEC action. So going back to November of 2022, we know that the court had sided uh, with the uh, plaintiffs, the SEC, in granting their motion for summary judgment. This decision uh, was rendered against library. Library is a token protocol that offered what they believe to be a utility in the use of that token for purposes of broadcasting content. The SEC took an opposite approach in this case and argued that the release of that token was done in violation of the Securities Act, specifically Section 5. That infraction arose out of library sale of its pre-minted LBC token without obtaining the required registration uh, from the SEC as a securities offering. So that is how the table got set for this action. And the SEC maintained that there was no pre-existing exemption and that they should have registered that offering as a security. So this escalated into long drawn out litigation in federal court. The library uh, action of offering and selling this pre-minted LBC token as a security offering without adhering to necessary registration and exemption requirements was was essentially the crux of this. Well, ultimately, library's lawsuit escalated to summary judgment phase, and they filed a motion for summary judgment. On November 21st, 2022, a status conference was held by the court regarding the library case. During that conference, uh, library expressed its willingness to part with its remaining, with, with its remaining pre-minted tokens By doing so, library's aim was to ensure that secondary token holders wouldn't be anticipating profits based on library's efforts. Notably, any LBC tokens used in the secondary market for consumptive purposes as directed by several affidavits that were provided, the argument was they should not be considered securities. And these were affidavits that were offered by holders of those uh, tokens. The SEC disputed this perspective and was really not at that point interested in bringing any regulatory clarity to the secondary market activities of the library token. The court acknowledged that this was a challenge and tried to encourage the SEC to collaborate with library to settle the case, especially by offering clarity as to the secondary LBC token. And this probably would have resolved a lot of issues going forward, but the SEC and library were not able to reach any sort of a settlement on that issue. In January, a number of lawyers uh, 
had filed support for library's position with respect to secondary sales of the LBC token and were trying to persuade the federal judge in that matter uh, to refrain from, or actually to make a finding with respect to a definitive ruling on the secondary sale of the library credits, the LBC tokens, and that they were not a security. But the judge was reluctant to go that far in the ruling. Uh, as we've previously discussed, and it's pretty well known, a secondary market involves trading of securities among traders, uh, distinct from primary market, where the securities are bought directly from the issuer. This was something that was obviously pivotal in the XRP case with respect to Ripple, and many in the space were looking at uh, the library case as giving some guidance to what might happen in the Ripple case concerning secondary sales. And that's why that was largely a push by lawyers in the industry through amicus briefs to try and get some definitive clarity in the library case. But the court didn't go that far. The court instead uh, granted the SEC's motion for summary judgment, finding that the library credits or the LBC tokens were unregistered securities in violation of Securities Act. Uh, the court disagreed with library's assertion that the LBC token had utility and instead deemed it a security based on, quote, objective economic realities. Despite this setback, library has remained resilient, vowing not to give up. There was some ground given up by the SEC. They did offer to reduce uh, the fine in the library case from $22 million down to $111,614. This was largely in part due to the company's financial struggles, which clearly had to do a great deal with the litigation and what that did to the token and what that did to the platform. So this case, as we discussed, previously was certainly of interest in the Ripple case and those who were supporting the Ripple cause. And they were hoping that there would be some kind of favorable uh, ruling here that could be cited, although it would not be obviously binding precedent because it is a district court opinion, not an appellate court opinion, but it would have some value in the analysis of secondary sales with respect to XRP. Now, jumping back to that November 21st 2022 status conference where the parties were trying to resolve this issue with respect to remedies on secondary sales of the LBC token. There were affidavits cited, as I mentioned, of holders of that LBC token and their uh, position that they were not holding these on secondary for any expectation of profit. However, the court just did not go so far in its ultimate ruling. So now we have this notice that library and possibly emboldened by what's happened in the Ripple case and what happened in the Grayscale case, libraries announced that they now want to take appeal of the July 2023 decision by the district judge granting summary judgment on behalf of the SEC. And they want to apparently take this up and see if they can get some kind of favorable opinion on appeal. Of course, this is being very, very closely watched by people in the Ripple case. In the Ripple case, the definition of a common enterprise was challenged. The SEC initially argued that Ripple was the common enterprise, but then they later sort of changed their position 
and conceded that XRP holders do not have a legal or financial stake in Ripple, the SEC kind of pivoted during the course of its long, long, long drawn out litigation with Ripple and tried to suggest that the entire XRP ecosystem was somehow the common enterprise. There was pushback in the form of thousands of affidavits that were filed in resistance to this, great lawyering in this case. And the SEC's expert witness, uh, as I recall, finally had to sort of uh, retreat from that stance. Eventually, the SEC abandoned their position and then sort of shifted their claim, focusing more on the token, alleging that the XRP itself represented both the common enterprise and the investment contract with Ripple. This was met with a lot of pushback. Ultimately, we know that the court made a ruling in that case that the secondary sales were not securities. The SEC has expressed a desire to appeal that finding. So we can see here an instance where we're going to have to now closely monitor what is going to happen with respect to the SEC's win in the library case and how that's going to look on appeal now that we see that library and its CEO have expressed a desire to appeal and their counsel has filed that notice of intent to appeal and how that's going to potentially affect what's going on in the Ripple case where the SEC in turn has expressed an interest in wanting to appeal the district court's finding as to secondary sales. All of this is happening at a time when the SEC is not doing great in court, had some setbacks. What they initially touted as a win in the library case now seems to have lost some momentum given library's desire to want to appeal that decision. And what we've seen recently go down with respect to the two adverse rulings in the Grayscale case and in the Ripple case, this may set the table for appellate courts to bring some clarity with respect to this notion that secondary sales somehow impute an expectation of profit by holders and amount to securities offerings. So this is a new development, obviously, putting this out there and going to definitely be thinking about this more going forward. But just wanted to put this out there to sort of start the conversation. Again, if you missed it here live, you can always check it out on Apple and Spotify podcast. Hope everyone is enjoying this content. And I hope you have a great weekend. Look forward to catching up with you next week on further developments in the crypto, NFT, and blockchain legal space. As always, I maintain that the lawyers are on the front lines here fighting the battles, and they are the true guardians of the blockchain. So kudos to the lawyers out there who are taking on these fights, debating these important issues, and trying to bring regulatory and legal clarity to what uh, digital assets do and constitute with respect to their overlap with securities offerings. Stay tuned for more on this. And thanks as always for checking in.